welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. This is one of your hosts, Rob, and sitting across from me tonight with a grumpy look on his face, the international man of mystery, international lover of dolphins, my good friend, Marty. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> I, I was all prepared for like a comeback of like, yeah, baby, but then you're like, international lover of dolphins, and I'm like, ah, blowholes. No, I have nowhere to go on that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right, man. It's been actually a pretty good day. Uh, Long and day. hot and crap, but that's yeah. for me. I've had two Mondays so far, and thank God today is Wednesday, so we can record this episode. <laughs> right, Jesus, break a streak of some kind. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe it's because we're heading into a holiday. For any of our our you know international listeners, we are coming up on the Independence Day of the U.S. So at least we get a little bit of extra time off there for that. Yeah, it was actually on a Sunday, so we get paid for Monday. So whoop, right, whoop, no right. Monday work. I was I was expecting my job the way they've been lately to screw us and be like, we're gonna give you Friday off, which is only like a half day we work. But they didn't. They're like, well, get back on here on Tuesday. I was like, oh, thank Christ, <laughs> thank Christ. Well, speaking of international listeners and that, we actually have a review off Apple Podcasts. Woo. We have a five-star review from Black Macabre, and this, it goes like this. Great topic. I especially enjoy the two-part 411 episodes because, as the guys point out, they discuss other cases aside from the usual. That is true. That is yeah. kind of... That's uh, forte. That's what we, yeah, that's we do. We kind of go off the do. deep end on some stuff. Oh, we do. But right. I, I, I like to imagine, at least in my head, from our you know raving fans yeah that's part of the draw yeah it probably isn't they're probably annoyed for like 35 minutes out of an hour show but (laughs) oh they are in my head i'm like yes they love this shit oh yeah so (laughs) what oddball bullshit are they gonna go off on they're they're playing like uh bingo of of odd subject fucking bingo (laughs) i bet it's gnome dildos yeah i bet it is and by god here we go to gnome dildos somebody got their beat not even two minutes in we're already (laughs) off track of what the topic's gonna be tonight Uh, not even close to what it's gonna be (laughs) no 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 there's some there's some of the same letters probably in there but not not in the same order no tonight we're gonna be talking about the ever we're gonna kind of go mainstream we're gonna talk about dog man so a little bit. We're going to talk about some of the unusual cases, at least the ones I haven't seen. Or Right, right. But there's there's a lot of places out there you can go find. Oh, I forgot. How can the people contact us, Marty? Well, my number is... <laughs> 605. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, no, the dog the <laughs> There they are. But now, man, you can uh, send us email at eothpodcast at gmail, and we are also on Instagram. Facebook is still down. I'm still working on it. I'm still trying to say we're a business. I'm like, I don't have any job opportunities in right. my podcast business. Right. I, I don't really have an ad structure yet. So no. uh, until then, let us be uh, uh, not business. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask uh, where, where that was at. I kind of figured it was still yeah, it's fighting still, with I'm, Facebook. Yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna to, I just may just delete the one for Facebook and just right. create a totally different new one. Right. Yeah. And probably be the be easiest the route. Oh, yeah. I may have yeah. to have your daughter help me because I'm pretty tech illiterate. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I got my doing? niece. She can probably help me this weekend. Oh, true, true. Yeah. So what kind of stories have you got for us, Marty? I've got a whole lot of nothing, man. I am okay. just pulling it right, right out sorry, of All right, sorry. Podcast <laughs> over, guys. See you next week. And that was a great show, guys. Yeah. Thanks a lot for listening to Gnome Dome. For less than four minutes of us babbling. <laughs> right. Uh, no, man. Uh, that dog man is, is, is a, a strange subject. I, I guess uh, from what I've seen, they... they cue back the the uh modern wave 
of dogman sightings to an incident back in like 1987 there was actually a radio program had done as like a prank thing to call in and had this story of a dogman sighting and instead of you know people laughing along they started getting all of these actual accounts of people coming and going hey i saw this thing out on old road 27 that's a that's a classic case of murphy's law Oh, God, yeah, I know. Yeah, they're throwing it out there as, like, this massive joke of, like, yeah, call in to tell us about these uh, werewolf things you've seen. And people legit started doing it. They're like, oh, oh, we, uh, we did this as a joke. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Oh, well, yeah. But, no, I was uh, actually looking around, and I, I found a case going back to 1938. Yeah, I've usually I never heard of any cases really that old most yeah of, most have come like what you're interesting you're talking about is like the bray road bees yeah yeah that's what that yeah, that yeah. was like that seems like to everybody that's where the main thing started yeah with. the mid 80s and late 80s i was of, yeah and, and i would have been a uh, sophomore or junior junior oh, man you're old Fuck off. <laughs> uh but yeah no this was a, a guy named robert fortney in 1938 is him telling it a few years later. He didn't talk about this for a long time, apparently. But he, uh, when he was 17 in 1938, he was in uh, Paris, Michigan, along the Muskegon River. And he was fishing and had been hunting a little bit earlier in the day. And he saw a pack of what looked like very large feral dogs coming out of the woods at him, up across kind of by the river. And he kind of hunkered down a little bit. And they caught his scent, so he's like, well, shit, what am I going to do? They start coming towards him. Well, he uh, took his gun and shot up into the air just to kind of scare him off. And all of them kind of turned tail and kind of went back into the foliage, except for one large black dog that kind of uh, just stared him down. It just stood there across and just looked at him. And he's like, well, okay shot again and uh to his surprise this dog stood up on two legs and just (laughs) stared at it i bet he soiled himself oh yeah dude (laughs) and and the one thing that was really weird with this one is he claims it actually has like these bright blue eyes where most of the dog man stories of modern ones it is the the yellow like a wolf like a golden yeah the golden yellow wolf or sometimes the red glowing again Mm mm-hmm But yeah, that one kind of took me by surprise. I'm like, ooh, bright blue. And he says later in an interview that uh, he's not sure if at the time it was just he was kind of seeing things because he was scared shitless. Yeah. But he says, I swear to God, the thing smiled at me. And just kind of. That's even creepy. Yeah. I have three little punt passing gods. And every once in a while, they'll cock their head and it looks like they're smiling. It just creeps me out. I know they're not vicious. They well, bark, like as everybody hears on the podcast, they bark, oh, yeah. they bark at the, if anybody farts. But yeah. they're not and, vicious. They'll lick you to death before they and, and I have a corgi. And that thing, anybody who's seen corgis, they smile, quote, smile all the time. They look like idiots. <laughs> but yeah, this thing, he, he says, I swear to God, it smiled and it was almost a smirk. And then turned around and walked back on two legs into the woods and then hopped down into the foliage and took off there I was is like oh shit there is so much like i know like everybody says well you're just emulating on the animals that they're smiling right well, right they, they, it's just maybe it's just a trick of light but usually when they do smile they actually do move their lips a little bit they can smile a little i don't know if oh, it's yeah. actually a start of a snarl maybe <laughs> right, right yeah it, i don't know 
Uh, but there's a lot of people also who are like, oh, you're just a, a, a claiming, you know, attributes to, to the animal. I've been around, like, cats, like, my entire life. And I have had cats that are vindictive shits. <laughs> I mean, they, they're like, oh, they're just doing that. No, they're not. They are picking out this person they don't like, and they are constantly messing with their stuff. Mm-hmm. And... But, yeah, uh... No, I, I don't know, man. That uh, The blue eyes... Hold on one second, folks. We'll be right back. I was trying to figure Tec- out. I was like, technical mm. problem solved. Right. It, was, it was Marty that was causing the problem, folks. <laughs> it's a biological organic problem. Yeah. But, yeah, no, the, the blue eyes and, and the smirking smile, man. I was like, ooh, that just kind of creeps me out. But, yeah, the guy didn't talk about it for a long time. And then he had finally... I wouldn't either. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he's 17. Well, then at the time. Michigan. Yeah, at yeah. the time. And people are going to think you're crazy. It's 1938, and you telling them you saw a dog stand up and walk at you and smile you know Mm -hmm. they're gonna think you're nuts well that probably sounds like these people from maine i don't think they're nuts but this is a episode of extreme paranormal witness it happened season one episode 28 it's called hostage at home a family is held hostage by a pack of werewolves for an entire night on a secluded farm in maine that's what the tagline is for the episode but I watched the episode several times. Actually, I have it DVR'd. And it's really... Nerd. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not a nerd. Okay, I'm a nerd. <laughs> but either way, I'm, this, this story, I'm just going to tell you about it. If you want to watch it, that's why I gave the information. Right. You can look it up on YouTube. I'll guarantee it's on YouTube. But it's about this family. It's man, his wife, and their daughter. Their teenage daughter. This is funny. Later on. <laughs> but... They go outside and they see the what they thought was very large coyotes because I don't think Maine has wolves. I don't, I don't know if. Either way, they're out there and they're like, "Oh, this is, oh, they're like there's wolves out there." And all of a sudden, they start standing up and trying to keep them. But the whole thing about the episode that throws me off is it's like a typical dogman thing. Right. He's trying to get the gun. The wife doesn't want guns, and also he has guns in the barn. It, right, so he's right. trying to get to the barn. Well, he makes it to his truck and a light goes on, and then. The dogmen don't go into the circle of light. It actually shows one. He says it looked like it burnt him or something when he put his hand in the light. Oh. So then the, oh, weird. Then the wife goes in and tells the teenage daughter, get your butt up. There's something outside. Teenage girl's like, I'm sleeping. I'm tired. Right. Yeah. 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 But by the end of the story, they're all, they all, three of them end up sleeping in the same bed, holding knives, hatchets. I'm like, why wouldn't you just, they did not turn the lights on in the house the whole time. I'm like, really? yeah, if you, turn all the lights on. But they go in the room, shut the lights off, and close the door. I'm like, that's I mean, opposite of what I think they should have done, but I now, wasn't in the situation. Right. Under normal circumstances, with something like that, I, I don't know. Sometimes my thinking is, well, turn the lights on. But in, or uh, I mean, leave the lights off so they're not seeing me inside here. Uh-huh. But when you saw light obviously bothered them. It's horror movie 101, man. Flip those fucking lights on. Yep. They obviously did not. And definitely like don't them. run across the lawn because you're going to trip. Right. So so don't go into the darkened house where they seem to be comfortable in the dark. Man, yeah. just flip lights on. Well, I'm also cheap and I don't want to pay utilities. Oh, okay. Well, uh, die yeah, then. You know. But they also imply too, like if they have end of this episode, and it shows like the camera's doing its B-roll footage, you know, right. and it's telling you what happened and what happened. And it's slowly going through the forest, and it goes to, like, this large cave in the opening, like, in a brush or something. So I think they're kind of implying that they were light-sensitive, and they came from underground. Oh, gotcha. All right. So, yep. 
That's that's all. That's Which I my, mean, it make, makes sense. Obviously, like you said, his, his reporting is the light. See, I blame you because that's all the Middle Earth. I mean, Hollow Earth people coming out. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, How come? I know. From now on, Hollow Earth is going to be called Middle Earth. That's it. That's yeah, it. that's because technically that's what it is. Right. When, whenever it comes out of oh, unless it's. No, I'm not even going to go into something like that. Okay. We'll say <laughs> it that might for be later. Middle Earth, but Under Earth is underneath Middle Earth. Uh, oh, it's, what? It's, <laughs> it's like an onion. There are layers. <laughs> Many layers. <laughs> so what have you got next, Mark? Uh, uh, this was another story that was actually on, uh, I think it's Terror in the Woods, I think the show's called. I've, I've watched it. I don't remember seeing this episode. But uh, it was a couple driving their Airstream trailer with a pickup over along the North Carolina coast. Uh, they're looking for a place to kind of pull over and hang out for the night, just sleep without going into any, not really looking for a park, but just a decent place to pull off. And they're driving along, and she's asleep in the truck. He's driving, and he feels a loud, a large bump in, into his vehicle. And he's like, oh, what the hell is this? So he stops to kind of check and see what's going on. Off on the left of the road is kind of a marshy area. And he comes around, parks his vehicle, starts looking, and there is a big dent up along by the wheel well in the Airstream trailer. And he's like, well, what the hell did this? I wasn't going fast enough to have hit deer or anything like that. And he notices at that point that crickets and everything stop. Which anybody who goes anywhere in the woods, when crickets stop, you know something is going on. Or in my case, when you're camping, somebody fell over a fire pit they didn't see. Oh. Uh-huh, that would have been me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Whoops. Well, I'm serious. Usually, <laughs> fire pits are in the back of the camper. Right. Or at this park, they're at the front of the camper. So I'm walking there. I got oh. a couple kids with me. And my friend just watched me fall over. He said, you fell over in slow motion, do you? Thanks, I'm like, man. <laughs> I'm like, what am I, like Homer Simpson? He goes, kind of. <laughs> Why didn't you warn me in fast motion, man? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let me get caught up here. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, uh, he hears uh, crickets just go dead silent. Everything just goes quiet. And like I said, you and I have been out in stuff, and you notice that right away. It's like, oh, yeah. boop, oh, shit. Anybody, anybody who's been outside will know right. that. Because it actually happens sometimes when people come to an area, and they're like, right. and, and, and animals will stop. Just, whoop, done. Yeah. And if, if you're there long enough, they'll kick back up usually. Yeah. But it usually means something has happened. Mm-hmm. Well, he has, he has a gun on him. He has a pistol, and he, he unholsters it. He's like, okay, something's going on. I'm getting back into my truck. Well, as he's going up, he sees off on the left in the marsh area a large, what would probably be a wolf standing up in the marsh area off the side of the road. And he had made comments that the head itself was very similar to German shepherds he had. Long snout, pointed ears, and it's just staring at him. And as he starts to go over to his truck, he notices movement off on the other side where there is another one that looks like it is getting into place to attack. Mm-hmm. So they are basically setting up an ambush on this guy. Sorry to interrupt you, Mark. Yeah, man. You, you hear the peanut gallery in the back. Uh, Hang on, folks. All right, folks, we're back again. We had, a, we had a minor sonic incident where we could not find one of them, so Dad had to find the other one. Oh, yay, Sonic. So now what are you saying about this guy? He was basically this creature stood up. And the Martian, he drew his pistol? Yeah, he drew his pistol, sees another one off to the side, goes, oh, shit, they are trying to ambush us. Uh, he ends up taking a shot at the first one he sees and thinks he's hit it, probably in the shoulder, 
and takes that opportunity to hop into his truck and takes off. Now, at this point, his wife's woken up because she's just heard a gun go off, realizes they're stopped, and he is just panicking and just driving. Well, see, if most people, like, if you have kids, they wouldn't have woke up because they probably think it was an episode of GTA 5. Oh, yeah, you know. But, yeah, he starts uh, taking off as fast as you can, driving, dragging an Airstream trailer behind you. And he sees in his side mirror that there are two more of these things. There are four of them that are now starting to run down the road after his vehicle. And he just basically hammers down as fast as he safely can and after a little while he kind of checks his side view he's watching the side view mirror and they eventually slow down and just kind of say screw it and head back into the marsh but then him and his wife end up just driving into the next town they can find crash there uh but the thing i find really kind of cool with this story is they weren't really believers and stuff like that but after that incident he became interested in figuring out what that was and actually kind of became an investigator into Dogman stories. Yep. I was like, oh, it's like a happy ending to almost being ambushed and probably killed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh, shit, no. Dire consequences have dire consequences. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, it was just kind of a crazy, it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, it is pack tactic. I mean, and they are canine. They, they yeah. do tend to hunt in packs. Yeah. And they will do like the Jurassic Park, velociraptor you know where it's like hey here's my decoy keep watching the hand and you know here's the rest of the pack and you're done well i got a few notes that i had that story too right but i actually had some of the transcripts you can actually get transcripts for this whole episode at sublikescript.com they have the transcripts for this whole it came out it's season one episode three and the title of the episode is hunted by bigfoot but it was Dogman. But yeah, basically, right. I think, actually, technically, I think Wes Germer from Sasquatch Chronicles was in that episode. If I oh, remember. really? Really? Yeah. Him and his brother had a really intense yep. Sasquatch sighting. But I found several things in the transcript. That, yeah, see, that might be why I don't remember that episode, because that's pretty early on in that, oh, yeah. in that show. Yeah. The name of the guy is David... L-I-E-D-Y, Lighty. Yeah. Dave Lighty. Yeah. And he actually started the... Dogman Experience Group. Yeah. Actually, yeah. But either way, he was on Terror in the Woods. But in some of the transcripts that you don't hear about, most of the things you find on the internet about that is, there's the first one. on there. It was at the National State Park, Pettigrew State Park in yep. North Carolina. That's where they were going camping. Yep. And the first thing that stood out to me is, like, basically, on their way to the state park, they drive by this house, and there's, like, five people just standing outside in the dark. Just oh, really? Watch them go by, and they have this look on their face, like, "Where in the world are they going?" It's like they they see where they're going into the national into the state park, yep. and you just, they basically pan these five or six people in this rundown house and watch this camper going, and like, what? Then another thing that you'll find in the transcript was, or if you've seen the episode, you'll see all this. But some of the people, right. basically, there's a park ranger there who looked who looked to stop them, pulled them over, flashing lights, all that fun stuff. And asked him, looked worried, and he asked him, what are you guys doing here? He said, we're going to go camp here. And the park ranger's comment is this. That's a nice park, yeah. I'm heading home, but we'll be back in the morning. <laughs> oh. That's, that's not foreboding at all. Oh, wow. And the Pettigrew <laughs> State Park is only two hours from Roanoke also. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And when they actually, let's say after the incident where he shot the one right. in the shoulder, and they reach civilization, they come across a truck with a guy in it, and this 
like in the mart, like grocery market, yep. pulling the rich light, yep. and they stop. And this guy is looking at him in this truck, and he's got a really malicious look on his face, like he's going to kill him. And they're like, well, Dave gets up and goes and says, what the hell's your problem? And the guy says, basically, I'll just shorten it up. Basically, the guy looks in there. The guy has two hunting rifles. And he's like, oh, I thought you were the guy in the truck that Dave approached. said, oh, I thought you were someone else. And he looked worried. Basically, got talking. Dave, what David saw, this other guy in the truck had also seen also. Oh, And he shit. thought he was the only one. Oh, my. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so if you no want. shit. All the show notes. In the show notes, we have, like, all the websites where we got all our stories yeah. from. So if you want to go look up. Most of them have numerous stories on them. Yeah. Of Dogman. There's so many out there. Oh, but, you can go through page and page and page. But and sometimes find I find stories. the transcripts are a little bit better because you go on the internet, you can find the Dave oh, Letty yeah. story, yep, yep. Lighty. But the transcripts, some of the reports leave out the little interesting stuff that right. actually feeds into the story more. Ooh, it's kind of give a little bit more of a creep factor. Oh, yeah. Jesus. No, I'm going to take this story I got here about Dogman Encounters from the Cryptid Chronicles. These This takes, sighting takes place in Taylor's Falls. Minnesota. Hmm. First of all, we're just going to cut right to the chase right. on my issue with Taylor. Right. There's a place in Texas now, if you follow any other the paranormal like podcasts and that, there's all this talk about all these dogman sightings in specific places like Taylor, Mississippi, Louisiana, wherever, yep. Texas. That's not a coincidence, folks. There has to be some sort of connection. Right. It, <sighs> what it is, I have no clue. Yeah. Could it be like a family legacy? I don't right. know. Yeah, I don't, I don't even have even a hint of a whisper of a theory on it but i don't either i'm working on one yeah, but it, it's pretty goddamn bizarre how many of them are in and around towns in different states with the name with taylor. the name taylor in the town uh, it could be pure coincidence right but i don't think so because in this paranormal world there is no such thing as coincidence yeah that, it's it's kind of crazy yeah when you pointed that out to me a while ago it's like oh yeah oh and yeah, trying to figure out some kind of connection, I don't know, but there's got to be something. Well, let's see if there's a connection in this story from Taylor Falls, Minnesota. The report goes like this. I'm going to say it like I'm the one. Give, I'm going to repeat everything like I'm giving the report. Right. I live in Taylor Falls, Minnesota, and I was driving north on the Wild Mountain Road around 7 a.m. on January 2nd. I was heading for the ski area when I saw some kind of animal running in the fields towards the river. I pulled off the road and grabbed my binos. It looked a lot like a large wolf, but it was different. By the time some guy, by that time, some guy in a truck pulled up and was wondering what I was looking at. I told him that I think there was a large wolf in the fields. He got out of his truck and asked to use the binoculars. The guy from the truck said that he didn't think it was a wolf and that it looked like it was chasing something. We stood there for a few minutes watching. It would run back into the woods and pop back into the fields for a bit. The light was getting better, so I grabbed my parka and started walking closer to get a better look. The other guy said he had to leave, but did say again that he didn't think it was a wolf. It was about a half mile from the ski. I was about a half mile from the ski area near one of the trail roads. I started to walk towards the river. I was about 100 feet from where I saw the animal from the road when I heard an owl screech coming from the woods on my right. On the edge of the woods, a huge dog came running out of the trees. The best way to describe it was it looked like a big hyena, but it ran on two back legs and bent over slightly. It had a woolly black hair all over its body and a long, thick tail. It must have weighed 200 pounds or more. 
I've been in the woods all my life and never seen anything like this. It looked over at me, but continued to run from right to left in front of me. It also made a steady, loud panting sound as it ran. I turned on a pivot and ran out of there, hoping this animal wasn't going to chase me. When I got to the car, an old man had pulled up and was standing there watching me. He was probably wondering what I was doing. <laughs> I yelled at him, get the hell out of here. And I said that a monster dog was out there. I think he believed me because the look on his face showed fear like he knew something was really out there. I didn't go back to the ski area. Instead, I went back home, all shook up, and asked myself, what the fuck did I just see? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, man. How you know, like, that's... That's that's a common yeah, thing too. It is, like it is with there's, that there's on be, shoulders. Yeah, the spotted hyena look yep. is starting to become more prominent. In that. Oh yeah, like we talked about like on another previous episode. I can't remember which one, but we talked about this seven different types of werewolves. Right. I mean, dogmen. They should yep. just be called war- werewolves. Cause yeah. For, for, I, I don't okay. know, man. There, there's a. I don't see any of them out there looking like a labradoodle or right. a rottweiler or closest thing you have to a dog is like a German shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As far as head shape and everything else yeah i can't disagree with that but i think everybody's like oh if you say werewolves nobody's gonna take you serious come on folks let's look at this we're talking about a bipedal creature that we call dog man right we're this people in the paranormal realm we take it serious but it's not it's it's what it is it is call it what it is it's a werewolf yeah or a lycanthrope or right right i've always tried to make subtle differences between them but really there's there's not <sighs> because there's, an, there's also not, two variants yeah. of it too because yeah. one's with a z joint yep. like yep. a dog would have then you have some with like regular oh, yeah, legs yeah, like yeah, us the, the, there's two variants so. and that some of that might also explain because there are a lot of reports that that full-on dog men don't normally attack people whereas more of the werewolf types are more likely to which could explain some of the difference in there too is if genetically they are different enough that the more dog-like ones are more because there's a lot of stories out there of them coming up around and then just being scared away and then they just take off yeah but then there's other stories like that one there where it's or the uh, one before it where they were clearly on a hunt yeah they were gonna eat something that's straight up they were on a hunt Mm -hmm. that you, you don't do things like that when you're playing or just curious man you you are hunting that i don't know so you got more stories there i do have another one actually that, i got uh, like three or four more I, <laughs> I, I went i went balls deep in this i'm like i'm like looking up some stuff here right no they have one uh this one has a lot of it, it's a relatively short story but there's enough weird bullshit to it that it caught my attention and this one actually was in Sparta, Michigan again, uh, 1987, around the same year that the prank blew all this up. Kind Basically, of. there's a large flap of right. dogmans. But uh, this one is, uh, two men were driving to a friend, had a cabin, and they were uh, heading out of town, drove past the uh, welcome to this town, you know, Sparta sign. They start taking off, and as they're driving down the road, they see a creature on the side of the road and it's just staring at them and they drive past and they kind of slow and they're like well this is really weird and about two minutes later they start driving past the welcome to sparta sign again they have gone back (laughs) 
like what? a few miles, and they're like, "What the fuck is going That's on?" That's almost like a mixture of like a time slip. Yes, they that they go through up. this. They get to their friend's cabin on the way out there. Nothing else happens. They don't see this thing again. And it, and the creature was a large. It was a dog man. It was a large six seven foot wolf. They get to their friend's cabin and find they've actually lost one or two hours of time too. In oh. that period, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, so and that's what got, caught so me. I was actually, like, "Oh, that gives new meaning to the word doggy style, uh, right?" Something, but yeah, they they don't have any recollection of going unconscious. But yeah, they they driving and they're like, "Wait, how the hell did we we just pass this sign?" And yeah, like I said, by the time they got, it was about a half hour drive. They said up to their friend's cabin, and yeah, when they got there, they found. It had been two hours that disappeared. That they have no accounting for to get there. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. I'm I like, didn't either. That's why I, I saw that. that. And, I was like, oh. Mostly with and, missing time, there's always it's involving aliens. Right. Right. So, but yeah, that. Yeah, that's if what you know the answer to this question, guard, if anybody out there listening knows the answer to this question, please email us. With what I mean, your theories are <laughs> right. I'm at loss. And and the the realistic part of me goes well were they caught up in telling the stories of of with the dogman flap and they added this to it i i don't know maybe they did maybe it's all bullshit i don't really know but yeah it was an odd twist of something i don't normally see in dogman stories it's usually more with uh abduction uh things like that where it's like missing time but yeah these guys have no recollection of losing time but it's like their vehicle got picked up put back without them knowing it like three miles from where they had seen this thing maybe we, maybe we are living way. in the matrix and they just hit a glitch maybe maybe, maybe the dog man's a precursor to yeah you're gonna have a big glitch in your life <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah man. like like the, the, the fucking double black cat man yeah no i i don't know it, it did make me start thinking of other theories that you've had with stuff oh yeah like in the missing 411 series yeah yeah it's it's like oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> if you, if you, I'm pretty sure most people have listened to that are missing four one one two parter. Right. I go off on the deep end, but that's not the deep end. Everything always full of shit. That's what I actually believe is going right. on with the missing four one one. That's my own crazy. personal belief. If you don't like it, good for you. If you like it, good for you. All right, right. I can't hold it against anybody because it makes sense to me personally. Right. Right. And I've corrupted Marty enough to where it actually makes sense. For no, me man, it, it really did. Like I said. It, to me, that that's what it screamed to me right away there. I was like, oh, shit, we're dealing Same. with, uh, like we had talked before with Sasquatch, man. Yeah. It, it's, it's an evolved form that's being used almost as tools, maybe, or have gotten away from their captors. Yep. And are slipped over into our timeline. And do what they want. And do they have what advanced they technology. Like. Yep. So let's talk about advanced technology. We're going to talk about... More Minnesota. I got another Minnesota one. <laughs> We're going to talk about grindstones and sharpening axes. Yep. This report comes from dogmanencounters.com. This is like a Vic Cundiff website. Oh, okay. Yep. That's who has, runs this. So yep. I got to give props out. Like I said before, I'll probably end up repeating myself again. All these right. .coms will be in our show notes. So if you missed it, something, or I talked incoherently over top All of right. it. You'll or you want to go check it out yourself. Yep. This, it was the summer of 97, and I was 13 years old. I was rollerblading from a part of town called Old Cottage Grove. 
I guess I should start off by saying the city where this happened was was a suburb of St. Paul, Minnesota, called Cottage Grove. I, it was around 9.30 p.m., and I was rollerblading back from my girlfriend's house with a friend. We were just coming around a bend in the road that went past a farm, I believe. At the time, it was called Green Acres Farm. That actually is a place. I looked it up. Yeah. And they actually get a whole bunch of money to redo it. I am not exactly sure what it was they did at that farm, but I do know for sure that any time there was always cattle of all different ages, sizes, and genders, which brings me to the conclusion that I may have been, I was just at the right place at the wrong time. <laughs> As I was rounding the bend in the road to start coming up a hill, I felt very strong sense of fear. It was like my body was telling me to get the heck out of there, yet I couldn't figure out why. I can tell you this much so. For the first and only time in my life, I felt like I was no longer on top of the food chain. Right when I started to pick up the pace to get out of there is when I heard sounds that came from the fence in cattle farm to my left, maybe 15, 20 yards behind me. It sounded like nails grabbing a pole or fence, and then what sounded like was dog paws or claws. The sound when walking over or running on tile floors like the click, click, click. Oh, yeah. Except this just sounded like a quick leap on the street pavement. As I turned around and looked, there stood what looked like a wiry, gray-haired werewolf. It was like time stopped there. It was standing beneath the street light at the time in the woods. Uh, that's kind of weird. That's when I read. Basically, there was on the edge of the grove, yeah. and this was standing underneath the street lights, and maybe five feet behind it, and this light was. So all I could make out was a silhouette of this monster. It had to be at least seven foot tall with the head of what looked like a German shepherd with huge ears and a huge muzzle. I could see this thing was built like a bodybuilder. It stood bipedal like a man, not like what some folks say with those things having dog-like limbs. It had long, slim hands with black nails on the fingertips. It had a slim waist, but its upper body was muscular beyond belief. The first thing that always stuck with me, besides the point of seeing this thing in the first place, was its head was turned to the side and snout up in the air. The one thing that really stuck out was a out of place to me was that I could see this thing breathe as though it was winter, but mind you, it was the end of July. It looked as though it was smiling my sin, but that just what it looked like, if I'm not positive on that. Before I knew it, it was yelling I was yelling to my friend to get the heck out of there and not look back. But it's almost as though he was in another world because he didn't seem to feel like, let alone see what I saw or just experienced. Now, fast forward 17 years later, and I still haven't told any, told anyone about this encounter. That is until my older brother and I were trading stories one submarine, summer, oh, fuck. <laughs> submarine, da -da. one summer evening, and it just sort of came up as we were talking about Bigfoot. Mind you, my brother's a firm believer in this animal. So I said, what the heck with it, and started to tell him about what happened to me going to put, I can't even read my own writing, <laughs> but what happened to me going to put out, pulling out, as far as going to pulling out the original drawing I drew of the creature. To my surprise, he didn't look at me or laugh at me like I was positive he would. Instead, he started to ask me if I had ever heard the Michigan Dog Man or seen anything on it with, I replied, no. My older brother pulled up an image on the internet that an eyewitness had drawn, and I swear to God that it sent shivers down my spine because it would only look like my. It also looked like my drawing, 
It looked exactly like the thing. I saw that night in the summer of 97 in Old Cottage Grove, Minnesota. Damn. See, that that's the beauty of finding people that you know are also weird or into weird things. Is you can dump any weird shit you've seen and know you're not going to get judged. Oh, yeah. I think that's... Like, we've gone through that before. There's a lot of times that's why people don't say My stuff. family thinks I'm cracked, but... Uh, right. Eh, whatever. At this point, mine just kind of roll with it. Most of mine believe in one thing or another, at least, so... But, yeah, no, it's, uh... Uh, that's crazy, man. That's a, that's some heavy shit to hold on to for like seventeen years. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like that and one guy like, like you're talking about uh, that nineteen thirty eight. Oh yeah, man. He held on to that for years and years. That actually would actually anything. probably eat at somebody if they were actually. Oh having, yeah, that's just, that'd be stressful on yourself because you know you're always thinking about it. Oh yeah, anytime you're out in the woods, you're going to be like, well, shit, am I going to see that, or was I just straight up crazy? You know, there, there's always that question of. Oh yeah. Am I going nuts? No, probably no, not. No, 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 no. Well, I got another one. Do you got any more stories or not? Uh, no. No. Oh, what? That was a pause. Are you lying to me? No, no. No. Okay. This one takes place in Louisiana. I love Louisiana. Trust me, this state's uh, awesome. Yes. All except for the humidity is brutal. Yeah, that, that's, that's shitty. They got awesome food. They do have great food, man. Oh, oh yeah. Yes, no, Cajun food is the best. It the, is. The rank, it goes my list of food. It goes Cajun then Chinese. Oh yeah, yeah. Cajun's pretty tough to beat. Man. I know. Really well done Cajun. So if I tough. slip into a Creole accent, sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this is from a Louisiana SWAT team setting, and this um, report comes from SkillsetMag.com. Many witnesses are credible, trained observers. Far more so than two SWAT deputies conducting sniper and observer training in the swamps near Shreveport, Louisiana, last year, who reported their encounter in the North American Dog Project website. I, right, I need to clarify I something have like that. Seen this story, man. There is there is a lot of swamps in Louisiana, but they're no, more no. toward the south. Shreveport, yep. like in Shreveport, and that it's mostly pine trees. I mean, pine trees upon pine yep. trees in Louisiana. I, I think very, that's a big misconception. Similar, yeah. Very, very similar to uh, the Pine Barrens of Jersey. Exactly. Very thick, yeah. overgrown. Because they'd have a lot of paper mills in Louisiana. That's yeah. like one of their major yeah. businesses is paper. Yeah, everyone thinks swamp because you're looking at like New Orleans, you know, and no, it's no, wet down Say that there. again. New Orleans? New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, say uh, it properly. I probably said it wrong, too. So <laughs> Louisiana's probably going, you said it wrong, too. <laughs> that some bitch. That damn Yankee. <laughs> The deputies spotted an upright dog man and watched it move in their direction. Now, you got to figure these guys are camouflaged up. Oh, yeah. And they're just practicing shooting at targets or whatever. When the creature got too close for comfort, they broke cover and entered a creek bed to make their escape, at which time they were spotted by the dog man, who had paralleled them from the bank. One of the deputies fired a round over the head of the dog man in an attempt to scare it off. Far from having the desired effect of shooting at it and making it run away, a second dogman appeared and sniffed the air to determine where the shot came from. Coming to within a few feet of the camouflaged and concealed men, the deputies froze, and after about a minute, the second dogman walked over to the first, and the pair retreated calmly into the nearby wood line. The deputies waited another five minutes before they went, withdrew to their patrol vehicle and hauled ass out of there. Yeah. I, I, I have heard, I have read that story, man. That's 
it's actually surprising if you're skimming around through dogmen stories, how many of them actually involve military, police, security guards, guys who are we count on being they're armed. Good. Basically, they're armed and dangerous if yeah. they need to be. They, they, they're armed. They are trained to be good observers at stuff. And there are a lot of those. There's a lot of stories out there of these type of guys seeing these things and then reporting it, mm-hmm. at least to some point. It makes me wonder how many of them haven't reported it. You know, like well, like probably, anything with military. Because you got to look at it. No, if you have seen a dogman, I've. We would love to hear that report. Oh God! Just yeah. email us, even if you've never told anybody. Let us let us be right, the yeah, first yeah, one to tell. anonymously. Tell us tell the story. Us, yes. But you gotta look at all the ridicule people would. Get. Oh yeah. Because even anybody like who mentions it, you know somebody in the force like Joe blows. You're like, oh, you saw a dog man. You saw what you saw. If you right. say something like that, there's things I've seen that it is what it is. Yeah. No matter what, that's I saw what I saw. Yep. And, and it's like a lot of those things, especially when you're dealing with military and police. I respect any one of those dudes, one, not just for doing the job they do. I mean, it's... That's a hard-ass job. I was in the Army for several a, years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and But for the ones that come out and actually say stuff... That takes more guts than anything else. Because whether it be uh, cryptid sightings, UFOs, whatever, it is a quick, especially military and police way to be drummed right out of your career yeah i mean you can and and then they will do it quietly mm-hmm. and you are just like oh they're choosing to retire where basically you're being told you are going to retire we're going to give you your you know pension that you're going to get but you're going to shut the fuck up and you're going to get out of our way you yeah. know because we don't want to hear about it we don't yeah. want to be attached to this that's like that brings up a sore subject for me all right there is a couple of professed and okay there is no professional bigfoot uh, yeah, uh, researchers. Let's say because right. no, nobody, I'm not one. We don't have one in our basement. So right. if no, no, like, like we said before, but all of this is make them ups. Yeah, I mean, there's no professional. Yeah. You're, you're taking your until best you have plans. one bag tag right. in your freezer. Then you're yeah. Then you if you have one here and you've been studying it for ten years, you're probably the best pro we have. Yeah, but you don't. But there's people out there in the Bigfoot dogman world that's saying, "Oh, the government is not covering up." Wake up, people. The government is covering oh, this shit up. Yeah. I mean, if just, they can do certain things with somebody who hurts child and no one's heard about it and right. everybody seems to have forgot about it, the government can do whatever the fuck it pleases. Right. Man, they're... they're it, yes, it's I'm naive. talking to you, DARPA. Come on. Right. You know exactly what you're doing. No, I mean, it, it's, it's naive. Just like we've said before, with the stuff they've come out and admitted that is fucked up and they've done... It's naive to think the that Tuskegee they're not going Airmen. to. Tuskegee is. I actually ran through uh, a story of that this last week again as I was digging through stuff, and it's fucking horrible, man. I mean, yeah. honestly, what they did was was shitty. Oh, and yeah. the worst part is these guys were never told that that's who was well, done to them. The, the worst part is they just trusted because hey, it's it's our government. They're not going to hurt us. They're not going to fuck us over. And there was one guy who never ended up getting symptoms really. And lived with it till he was 80-some years old before it came out. Mm-hmm. That, hey, this is what they did. They knew you had syphilis. A cure came out in the 60s. They let you keep doing it because they just wanted to see what would happen. And, and you know, that whole time this guy is like, man, it's, it's this is America. This is my government. They're helping me out. And they were, were fucking this guy over for you. But know. don't don't take me away uh, wrong way. We're not anti. Uh, we're no. not we're not anti government because ninety nine percent of the government is yeah. fine. 
It's that 1% that we don't ever see or is corrupt as fuck. Right. They're the ones causing all the problem, the 1%. Yeah, it's and yeah, because that, that's, the, the, that even with like Tuskegee, it was a small group that was doing this. They kept these people from joining the military. They wanted to join. And they were like, no, no, no. With these, you know, you won't get the medical help that we're giving you. And that's why, because they knew that, that the army would see that that's what they had and cure them. Mm-hmm. And and this was a small group of basically wacko asshole scientists who had this crazy idea that they just want to see the long term effects of syphilis. Yeah, it's kind of like a leftover. That, it's like a leftover like, remnant of unit, unit seven thirty one. Yeah, man, it, it's <laughs> it's messed up, and it, yeah. it's uh, yeah. No, we are not anti America or anti government in in general at all. But there's just that one percent of the government are, that like needs anything. to be ousted and expelled. Yeah. That's they, about they all the political some, stuff we're going to go right. into on this episode. And that's, they, they just do bad stuff. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's naive to think that they wouldn't be covering up. They, they have to know something on it. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll get another fine disclosure like we just got this week on UFO. Oh, the nine, the uh, nine pages of drivel that repeated itself five times. Right. And, and then basically, to me, look, looked like a, a write-up for, hey, you know, if you can give us some funding, we could look into this. That's really what it looked yeah, like. Yeah, that's a, all a it bunch was. Of like, bullshit. Give us some more money so we can yeah. black bulk, so we can bulk it was, on you. It was a bunch of babbly bullshit that was written out as a long-form funding request. Yeah. Uh, it was just like, that, and that's basically what I figured it was going to be anyways. Oh, yeah. But still, it was just like, Jesus Christ. This is what we deal with. Are you yep. kidding me? Yep, that's disclosure. Yeah, right. It didn't happen. Like I said, but that no, was man. never going to happen. Oh, no. But like no, in Louisiana and that, sorry, we'll get back to Louisiana. Oh, yeah, man, no. No, I love But um, there's actually, a, I used to know somebody from Morgan City, Louisiana. Right. And I had a couple, I was, I was stationed at Fort Polk, Louisiana. That's where I was stationed at yeah. in the Army. And I went down to Morgan City quite a bit. And there's actually an island off to the side. Somewhere in the back in the bayou is called Dog Island. Oh. Yeah. And there's been reports coming from there that you don't go to Dog Island. Right. Because it's named after because there's dogmen on the island. No, right. Rougarous. Rougarous. Yeah. The Rougarous. Yeah. No, that's... Louisiana's yeah. got some really fun stuff in it. So they, it's the voodoo uh, and the voodoo. They got some crazy stories. Not just even just cryptids, man. There's just a, a long history of dark magics and yeah. uh, even even before uh creole came about in there a lot of the natives down there that that uh originally were living in that area also were into a lot of the other tribes did not want to deal with them because they were scary oh yeah they, they did some some you had to the, actually shit. all the cajuns on there they are oh. hardy folk they'll give oh, them yeah. the shirt out their back but you don't piss them off no man you gotta be them a guys tough are the salt of the earth they can survive anything oh, yeah. you figure you live another way get hit by hurricanes every year right they they can cook anything i don't care if a cajun comes to your house says you want to cook let them cook yeah i don't give a shit what it is they could take it rogue kill it it would taste oh, yeah. awesome oh god yeah no i don't care what it is yeah. What just, is it? They better not ask. Okay, I'm not going to ask. Yeah. I'm, it's going to be great. Good. It's edible. Oh, yeah, it man. fills my belly. That's all that matters. Yeah, no, man. They're they're tough bastards. Oh, yeah. I mean, they get they get a lot of shit in 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 the in the social world as far as people picking on Cajun and and oh, big dumb Cajun. No, man. They're, they you got to be a tough son of a bitch to be like, "Oh, let's see. Half of this is swampy marsh, the other half is thick." you know, trees filled with animals and awful things. No, we're going to make a home out here. Yep. And they've done it for generations, man. For generations. Oh, man. If you're from Louisiana, listen to this, hug your nearest Cajun. Hell awesome. yeah, man. 
No, it's a crazy place, man. It's it's tough bastards down there. They See, really now are. we were talking about Louisiana. Now we're going to go up to goat roping country. Uh, Wyoming. Uh, <laughs> oh, do, do we even have Wyoming yet? Yeah, we got Wyoming, I think. Are I don't sure? I don't no, we don't. So we yeah, well, good. We're going to make fun of Wyoming. Yep. God damn. The only the cool thing about Wyoming is through. the sheep and Devil's Towers. Oh, uh, Devil's Tower is badass. Have you ever been there? I've like. Oh, really? I have not been to Devil's Tower. Oh uh, man, I've been out there a couple times. Once I, a little kid, then when I was older, man, it's it's great. I, anymore, I don't know how much because they used to have a lot of hiking trails that went up around it and stuff. Yeah. And I've been on those. I don't know if any of those are still open or not. Yeah, it's 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 impressive as shit, man. It's it's crazy to see in person. Yeah, I want to see it. the closest I've seen a person that close to country. Right, and, and that's where I had seen it as a small child. And they're like, oh, we're going to Devil's Tower. I'm like, why is that so <gasps> close encounters? Oh, we're going there? Hell yeah. <laughs> well, this story is based out of Wyoming and the city of Boulder, which is in Sublette County. The witness said that the encounter happened eight years ago, but the date is very inexact. It happened around 2 a.m. when a very large dog was seen traversing down a slope. He was in his truck going 35. The guy who reported this was in his truck going 35 to 40 miles per hour with the creature keeping pace with the truck as it ran alongside him in the ditch. He estimated the height around eight foot tall at the shoulder with black fur and a white muzzle. Oh. Eight foot tall at the shoulder. Now it's standing bipedally running at yeah. 40. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit. I, I could see on all fours, you know, keeping up for a while at, at you know, 35, 40 mile an hour. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, but up on two feet. That's terrifying. It is. Holy shit. There's, I don't know if I had told you this story. I probably don't think I have. I don't know. Or by Stockholm, where I right, grew up. Right, right. And I was driving from Millbank. No, yeah, I was driving back from work from Millbank to Stockholm. Right. And it was the winter, and I swear to God, I was driving. This was in the middle of winter, and I swear to God, I seen deer in the ditch going alongside me, and there was something chasing them in the ditch. Oh, shit. But usually deer, if they're in the ditch, they want to cross the road. These right. were uh, These were just running straight down the ditch into probably about six, eight inches, maybe a foot of snow, and there was something chasing them. Oh, wow. I was going to say, yeah, normally they will hop across to try to get yeah. in the fields. And... But I don't know if there's another one, but it was just weird because I remember seeing it because I was driving 55. And oh, I'm, yeah. And I'm like, what? There's like deer in the ditch and it looked like something behind him was chasing him. I don't know. I, I, I suppose, yeah, you're going pretty fast. I was going to say, how big was it? I have no idea. Just dark I know I saw the damn it. deer, that's for sure, because yeah. it's like in South Dakota or any oh, state, yeah, we got man. deer. That's the first thing you look for is deer. Yeah, as soon as you see one, you're just like, oh, please stay down there, you dumb bastard. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at me like, ooh, I wonder why deers run toward cars anyway. Are they attracted by that light? I, I, I because don't I've know. actually seen deer going on my way to Clark. I see the deer like a quarter mile away. It'll just stay in the ditch. You get closer, yeah. like, 10 feet away, that tries to shoot off in front of you. are like, what right. the fuck? Yeah, 30 seconds. Go, 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 go. It's, it's just a culture of dares on dares to each <laughs> other. I, I, I bet you can't get in front of it when it gets right up here. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, I can't do, Joe. I'm going to do, bam, you know, over the top of oh, a trailer. Oh, damn, there went Tony. <laughs> I actually hit one in town here one time. Yeah, 4th? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. On 4th is terrible. Yeah, it's so bad, dude. I mean, the river goes right well, under well, there. Actually, 212 is bad, too, during the fall because they have all that corn there. Oh, yep, yep, yep. No, I remember coming, I was uh, working overnights at a place, this was years ago, Had borrowing my dad's car, heading to work like, Ten at night. <laughs> I bet your dad said you're full of shit. You oh. ain't no fucking deer in town. No, he saw the he saw the uh, 
the 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 hair stuck in the grill. But yeah, I'm coming down just barreling, and everybody goes down that road faster than they should because yeah. it's basically edge of town pretty much. But yeah, I'm going, and I was like, God, what the hell was that? There's something up there. Oh shit! There's this big doe just standing in the road, and I slowed down enough basically just to come up, hit her in the ass, and knock her down. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, please God!" She gets back up, looks around like a goon, and then just takes off. It's like, why didn't you take off a minute earlier? Get out to work, and I'm looking at it. No damage, just tufts of hair shoved under my poor dad. I think he had a uh, Corsica, Chevy Corsica, just shoved into the plastic grating. I'm like. Well, nothing's broken, so no harm, no foul. But are you shitting me right now? Really? I wonder if they get like attracted, like monster headlights. Uh, right, it just baffles. But it doesn't make like... sense because this was like when I saw this deer, like quarter mile away. Right. It's like early morning. There was my headlights had to be like no. Like, oh yeah, the yeah. sun was out. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? No, I, I'm I'm saying they live on a, a culture of dares, and he's the one who gets to breed. Is the one who gets up on the road to the closest vehicle and not get killed. Well, that'd be the guy behind him. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumbass. I'm getting laid. <laughs> well, I got another story from Wyoming. This one doesn't involve goats or deer. Oh. The second sighting. Are you sure it's Wyoming? This guy who had the truck one. Also, this is his second sighting in his stories. is more recent. It was reported in November 2020. The narrator said he trusted the source of the story. The eyewitness says the encounter had happened on the old, an old country road in Wyoming after 11 p.m. He was driving and saw what he thought was a person walking up ahead of him. The closer he got, he realized it was a creature on seven and a half feet tall with black and tan fur and straight out of hell. This is his comment. He said the beast had red glowing eyes and had huge canine teeth. He, was, he claims to have hunted all around the country and has never seen any eyes like what he saw. And to outrun the animal, he had to get up to his vehicle up to 55 miles an hour. Oh. Oh, man, that's booking pretty good. Oh, yeah. You know, Jesus. Oh. But there we are again with uh, red eyes. And that seems to be a newer thing. No, it's been on that been around for a while, actually. It just, it just goes in and out. It's almost like. Really? Yeah. A lot of them talk about glowing yellow eyes, too, if yeah, you look at a yeah. lot of reports. We looked at a lot of reports. Right. I just picked out some that were local, also for the Louisiana one, just because yeah, right. I like Louisiana. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a cool place. Yeah. But a lot <laughs> of it, if you look cool. at it, too, it's the, the blue eyes I've never heard. Yeah, that Usually, one. That's the first one I heard of with what yeah, you Yeah, that, that kind of surprised me on that yeah. one, too. I was like, oh, bright blue eyes. But I think I have a friend that's a faithful listener. He needs to talk to me about his incident, and I'm pretty sure he mentioned something about gold glowing eyes or yellow glowing eyes. Right. And if you live it, you know who I'm talking to. Just by I won't say your name, but you have my phone. Give me a call because right. I'm pretty sure he was talking about that. And he had the feeling of that he didn't feel like he was on the top of the food chain. He felt like he was being hunted, and that was just just locally. It wasn't with G Rat. Yeah. He's the one that saw it go across the road, the little three-foot-tall one. This is oh, a different yeah. one. Yeah, Yeah. okay, okay. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know if I've ever been in a spot where I f- really fully felt that. Uh, you know what I mean? I've been out in the woods a lot, and I've been around there. It's like, oh, yeah, there's. I know there's bears out here, but nothing where I've ever felt like, oh, shit, I, I, I could be killed here. Well, you know, I mean, and that's, I, I get the feeling. I get it, because it is just one of those instinct things that kicks off on you where you're like, oh, this is not good. I mean, even, I run into that sometimes even in, in cities when I'm going someplace. 
you sometimes just get that feeling where like we need to not be here right now we need to go somewhere else you know oh, yeah, yeah. And, it's that kind of thing. and that'd be the closest i've felt to that but that seems yeah, even like, different it's like than, driving to the city and you see a brand new bmw sitting next to a rundown house yeah we right yeah we, it's we time need to get go, out of here man. please now it's time to go yeah but yeah no i mean it's the closest i could equate to that but it seems like like with these cases of people like that it is almost almost an overwhelming instant just like boom something is there that i can't beat even before they see it you know you just that instinct inside you picks up and goes "Uh oh (laughs) like a rabbit is just like stay quiet they're not gonna see me yeah that's like goes back to like we're talking about all the law enforcement armed forces that have seen it these things don't have fear of guns they know yeah they know what guns are yeah obviously i mean they they and they have no fear of them and that's scary yeah i was gonna say i was going to go back to that one with uh louisiana where it is yeah they, they are obviously aware of what it does they know they they gladly I mean, they're, they're sniffing out it, the gunpowder because yeah, it knows what cordite. that smell is. Yeah, they know what that, they do. They know what they're capable of. But, it but it, they they like, still were like, man, we're gonna keep looking for these. <laughs> Are you shitting me? You you know that it just shot at you. Nah, that's fine. We don't yeah, really yeah, care. It don't, it don't hurt that much. Where, where are they at? You know, it's like, oh god. Yeah, it, it knows how tough it is. That, that's one of those things that it just seems like they know how tough they are. Yeah, you know. They, they or they know, know that they it's not going to affect them like the way we think it should affect Right, them. right. And whether that be from whatever or I'm not saying they have force shields. I'm not implying that either. Right. <laughs> but even like genetically, they have a denser skin. Yeah. You know, something that has, has evolved into what they are. Like there's a lot of other animals in the wild. Camels, perfect example. Yeah. Look at the chest oh, yeah. of a camel. That is like even a warthog. Ooh. Yeah. Warthog, if you don't shoot them in a very specific yeah. part, oh, yeah. Yeah. if you shoot them like in the shoulder and you're not off, yep. that bullet will just lodge in there and it'll just piss them the fuck off. Yeah. It won't even do any damage. Well, even like a lot of domestic pigs, if you don't hit them in the right spot in the head, it they're does not kill them. No. It, it'll donk them up a bit and they're just like, what the hell was that? But it's not going to kill them yeah. because they are genetically, their skulls are Unlike thick. our skin, which is paper thin. Oh, right. a piece of paper, cut it, and we start bleeding profusely. Yeah. I mean, there, there's lots of animals out there that can take a hell of a beating just on their skin. I mean, honey badgers. <laughs> those things are just genetically mean, mean monstrosities. They will take giant African porcupine quills, just keep going because it doesn't seem to bother them. Yep. They're, I think, immune actually to like the bee venom. It, they feel it, but it doesn't have any adverse reaction to them. Yep. And they just keep barreling into whatever the hell they want. It's like... So what's to say these things haven't at some point genetically evolved either thicker skin, combination of denser muscle structure. Immunity system, completely right. different than ours. That, that you know, completely stops that from penetrating <clears throat> like it normally would on a deer or even just a regular dog. Yeah, and not, and I'm people, I'm not downing anybody, but us as human, as a human species, we need to quit thinking we're on the top of the food chain. Oh, yeah. All because we can talk and we communicate. Right. There's other animals out there that talk and communicate. We just don't understand them. And really at this point, what what keeps us on top is our technology. Yeah. That that is, we're, we have ingenuity to do things. But at this point, if we lost our tech, there's going to be a lot of people that get taken out pretty quick before we start getting our shit back together again. Yep, you know, that's because, why everybody should start growing their own garden in their right? backyard. The, the, the average person... 
it isn't going to know a lot of these things to survive. I mean, right. they don't. There's a lot of shit I don't know to survive, and I'm just... I pretty don't, much don't care. I mean, we've already covered this at some point where I'm like, man, I'm going to float through. Whatever happens, happens. You know, but, but yeah, realistically, it, as a society, tech is what is keeping us above. We, we have that advantage. Even going into the woods, as soon as we lose our gun, 90% of people lost in the woods are not going to survive a wolf attack. They are not going to survive a bear attack without your gun and tech to... Most people will freak out once your phone doesn't fucking stop. Oh, yeah. Or start, stop working. Well, yeah, like, I like, have no reception. Oh, yeah. Like I said, if, if somebody wanted to take the planet out and, like, put us into chaos, take out a few satellites. I mean, 20 years ago, it may have been different. But at this Nowadays. point, everyone. Oh, yeah. It, any Everyone is so dependent on that. I mean, if it's even loading slow, people go into fucking hysterics. Like, why the fuck isn't that working? And you take that out completely. Three days is pretty much how we last, how long we last before everything falls into chaos. But you know what? All humans on this planet have access to the ultimate tool. The one ultimate tool we all have access to. That's a library. I was going to say. Not the internet, library? not Google, the physical building of a library. While Every we time. still have them. Let's yeah. be real at let's, this point. Let's, if, if anybody's out there listening, go get a book card. Support your right. local library because that is where all our knowledge go from. If we get hit by something and we lose our tech, oh yeah, you better learn how to look up that system and know where to look for it to find right. yourself. Well, it's like even even and this turning into a PSA ad for <laughs> for the library, but like most places do, like here we do a friends of the library where they get rid of a bunch of their old books or stuff people have brought in. And a lot of the books you get rid of are like how to can, oh, how yeah, to it's quilt, good stuff. how to sew. I and, got and, some in my own library. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and they're dirt cheap. They're charging next to nothing. Gets them a little bit of money every year brought in to help with stuff. And you can pick up some either good fantasy novels. There's good how-to books that pop up in there. You know, just the libraries are a dying thing. As much as I hate to say it, they're a dying thing, man. Because everybody's like, well, why do I fucking need that? I have my phone. You know, it's the same reason... Even going through with stuff, I if there's movies I really like, I will buy a hard copy of it. Games, I usually will try to buy a hard copy because I like to have the hard copy. Comics, there's nothing. I, the the digital comic, super convenient. It's I all right that was there. The stupidest idea there came. But <laughs> but it's not the same as picking up that book, man, and and flipping through the pages of that and, and seeing you at know the pretty pictures. Yeah, you know what. Ooh, how did Jim Lee draw them this time? I mean, it's it does not replace that. It doesn't have that smell. It doesn't have that tactile feel. And maybe that's because I'm a fucking old guy that I still like that stuff. But I find even a lot of the new generation, well, like say like my daughter, even my my boys, they have Spotify. They're on there all the time. Chloe has a lot of them on premium, you know, so there's no commercials. But they still go out and pick up vinyl. Vinyl makes for a big company. Oh, yeah. it's The last few years, it's been blowing up. And I think all of them probably have a player. But, yeah, really good albums. They're like, oh, I need to find this on vinyl. Because they still have that tactile need to have a hard copy to look at. Mm-hmm. It's not as convenient. And when you just want to hang it out and listen to it. It takes a lot of space it. when you move because oh, it yeah. sucks moving books. Anybody who has a lot of books, Jesus it sucks. God. Oh, it's painful. It's so heavy. But, yeah, I mean, there's still, I think, even in the new generation of people, there is some of that need for a tactile feel of having something, not just... All ones and zeros. Yeah, it's all online. Well, you've bought nothing. I mean, I I can't say much, but I used to make fun of my kid 
my oldest, he plays Hearthstone. Anyone out here plays Hearthstone. And he would spend money on this. And it's like, dude, you are paying for nothing. You, you just bought card packs, quote, but it's all just digital. You just dump money into something that's not real. Mm-hmm. But then I look around and I'm like, well, I just paid five dollars for dlc that doesn't technically exist it's not real to add to this game so i'm really in no place to make fun of him true because <laughs> i have also fallen down some of that hole too but yeah i think i think there, there's always going to be a need for books and things like that unfortunately we may not figure that out until, until it's, too, it's too goddamn late yep. you know it's I had a couple of friends. We always that's when we were out drinking in there, camping. They're like, "If there's ever a zombie apocalypse, we're going to Rob's place." Like, <laughs> right. Get the right. fuck away! I don't want you anywhere near me. <laughs> I, I don't you want you tracking everyone here, man. That's not what I need. No, just go away. Go die so I can get yourself out <laughs> <after that. laughs> go, go make yourself a good decoy over there for me, would you? That'd be great. <laughs> so, what do you think these dogmen are? You got any idea? Ah. Uh, like I said, are they, always, are they like an enigma wrapped in a riddle? In, in corn dog wrapping. Yeah. Uh, I I honestly don't know, man. Uh, it, I, I think there is probably some reasons why a lot of these stories get lumped in with Sasquatch. Not just because they are a big hairy thing. Because they're definitely a very different type of creature. Yeah. Um, what they actually are, I don't know. I think they've actually been around for a lot longer than what a lot of our stories. You even go back to like Greece, the yeah, can't yeah. Cephal, whatever I can't yeah. think of the damn names. But there, there are stories in France of large wolf creatures attacking cities, and that's where it, eventually the stories of the wolf man yeah. got their seed was from these these old stories of of finding these. I mean, even going back to Egyptian gods. You have, you know, like Anubis and, and some of these half animal, half people things. Yeah. That, that there's got to be a, some germination of a seed somewhere that these things started. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but what exactly they are, I honestly don't know. I don't have any idea except for I don't, I think they are, but they are something we will not know about till it's too late. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. they're, to me, they know what guns are. That's what bothers me the most. They know what guns are. They're not fucking scared of them. They, they seem to so. be aware of technology, and there's not even really an absolute fear of humans. Well, it, there's some people are saying that too. Like they get their jollies because we put off a scent. Right. We were scared, but I don't think it's that. I think there's no. Still, I think there's something more. I think they know they're the apex predator, oh, yeah. and they're like, eh. No, and, you're and like the beta. It, we don't need you. And, and it's not even like there, there's a, a fear of humanity. It's it's almost a dismissive attitude mm-hmm. towards humanity. A lot of times, they, they don't run in, away from us in fear. They get bored, or they're just like, yeah, we're not dealing with this right now, and leave. You know, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know, man. I don't either. I, but I think maybe we'll have, to, we'll have to do some more research, and maybe not nah, next week's episode is going to be. Totally different. Yeah, no, so maybe we'll have to jump back on this dogman train. Yeah, I mean, there, there's more. plenty of stuff out there. Uh, but yeah, I honestly, I don't know. I, I think you're probably not far off that we are not really going to understand yeah. until it, we're already under the the so. clawed foot of, of <laughs> our new canine <laughs> overlords. <laughs> throw, Jesus throwing. Christ, Marty. I wasn't going <laughs> was, down that was road. Was that too far a jump, man? Yeah, maybe but, uh, a little bit. 
<laughs> the, All right. the She-Wolf of the SS is their leader. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rob Zombie, oh. you're the best. Oh, oh whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, you folks have a good night. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>